Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we have with us Kelly Tyant. Kelly is a leading faith-based entrepreneur, coach, speaker, author, and top 1% podcaster. Both her podcast shows and her book called Addicted to the Climb. This is a faith-fueled movement and message that inspires, empowers, and creates courage to keep on climbing no matter what mountains you face. Through her coaching and membership programs, she helps women create a solid foundation in faith so they can break through fear and continue to climb higher in life one step at a time. She believes with every climb you take, you will become stronger and more courageous for the next one. Kelly is a breast cancer survivor, four-time bikini champion, proud wife, and mother of her two children. So welcome, Kelly. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited for you to join me today. And I know that we were, we've been trying to get on the podcast and just a lot of life things happen. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity that we actually get to connect. So agreed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so I know that I read your bio and you have so many incredible just things happening, so many things that you've overcome and challenges, which has really been the backbone to your mission and your business and your brand and your podcast. And I would love to just tune our listeners into more about that story and kind of how it all became. Yes, I have. We all have been through so many things, right? We have laundry lists and all the things that I've been through really did help me realize there's one thing I know. I'm never stopping climbing in life. I have been like this since I was a little girl. My mom really infused in me as a little girl that we can't give up. So that's number one. I saw her walk that road of never giving up. And I knew that it wasn't an option. So when things happen, when setbacks happen, we have to keep moving forward. So my story is I grew up as an only child with the two most loving parents you'll ever meet in your life. I was truly their best friend. And I'm so grateful for that because I know it's not as common in a lot of families. And so I'm so blessed to say that I grew up that way with just two great examples. And although we were so tight. My mom did suffer with rheumatoid arthritis from the moment I was born. So if you know anything about rheumatoid, it affects your joints, every single joint in your body. And I really did watch her suffer my whole life, which was really hard, but she always had a smile on her face, never showed her pain, at least to me. And she always had her Bible in hands. So I knew she had something. And she always talked to me about Jesus in prayer my whole entire life, which really built the foundation that I have today. And I'm telling you that because it really created the woman I am today. Even though as I was growing up, there were many times where I'm like, why is she carrying that Bible all the time? Like, why is she always telling me to pray? You know, when you're a kid, I'm like, okay, mom, whatever. I got this, you know? And it's like, you kind of have to find your faith when it's right for you. So if you're listening right now and you're not there yet, that's okay. I had to find it on my own too. 
But I knew my mom had something, as I said, she was always shining differently with her pain than the normal person, even without pain. So it just taught me to always lean in to my faith. So as I was growing up, as I was coming out of college and figuring out what to do in life, I tried many things. I opened up a few different businesses. I was a makeup artist. I started a makeover line. I started a baby clothing line at one point, network marketing. But my background was always to be a teacher. So I went right into teaching and quickly realized over about five years, I just really, it wasn't for me. And so at that time, I was working out. I always worked out and I always truly loved fitness. I loved classes. I loved being in the boot camps and all that stuff to do with fitness. So there was a few guys, a few of my best friends were opening a gym in my neighborhood, in my community. And I proposed to them, hey, can I start a fitness business, a boot camp for women. Let's just see how it goes. Not knowing what they would say, but they said yes. And so it was, I was like, okay, let's do this. So as I was putting together my program and what I wanted to do, I had to go get certified in fitness and do all that. I went to the doctor, Rachel, and because I had a, I was watching TV one night and I was scratching my chest and I noticed there was like a little tiny bump under my skin. And so I went to the doctor and as one day, it was about two months, as I said before, I was opening this business. The doctor called me and said, you have cancer. So that was a life-changing moment for me. Now, I was supposed to be the fitness girl starting this boot camp and being the healthy one that people were going to look to. So I did go through a lot of emotions to say the least, shame, guilt, like what did I do wrong? How could this happen to me? I had a pity party. Why? Why would this happen to me? And now I told you that background because I was faithful. I did have a foundation of God and faith my whole life. But when things like that happen, you question it, right? I mean, we're human. Of course, we're going to question what what is going on, God? Why did this happen? Did you choose me for this? So over the course of maybe about a few weeks, I really had a decision to make because I was I was so upset. My body was so emotional. My mind was so emotional. I had to make a choice of either, am I going to go forward? I need to get it together and lean on my faith as my mom taught me her whole life, that's what she did. I said, I'm going to take that road and lean in on my faith and show up for these women and go through my treatments because I want them to see me showing up, choosing the healthy road and not giving in to the pity party, not giving into this weakness that tried to take over my body and my mind. So I opened the doors to that business and I did. I showed up every morning and it was a 5 a.m. class was my first class, which was early. And now, meanwhile, little side note, I am not a morning person. And when they told me that I could start and it would be a five, the next one wasn't till nine, my next class. But I said, I'll take it because I was just passionate about opening this business, searching for what I wanted to do. So I still woke up, even though I had to go through my treatments and 
it really was an incredible experience to say the least, because when I look back, I have been breast cancer free now for 14 years, which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's God. Yes, yes, it was incredible. But I realized looking back that those women were there. God had a plan the whole time that I needed those women in my life. So I would be able to show up and be accountable to something that would get me out of bed. You know, and then as much as I was there for them, they were there for me. So it was a two-way win for both of us, both parties. And they really got me through those first at least year or two, or two just coming out of breast cancer and then moving on and getting my body stronger again. So it was an amazing experience. I did that for 10 years, which was incredible. I had thousands of women come through those doors getting healthy and fit. I went on to get my nutrition certification, health coach certification, and it was just incredible. But then right around year 10, my dad was diagnosed with a rare blood cancer and he was super healthy. My dad was super healthy. I never saw him take a Tylenol in my life. He just was that kind of guy. He was a runner. He ran six days a week five to seven miles a day. That's who he was. And he got a diagnosis. So that was another challenging moment for us in my family. Now, my mom being still sick, he's her caregiver. We didn't know where that was going to go. He needed a full stem cell transplant, but God was good. He went in, he started his treatments and six weeks to the day that he went into the hospital my mother died of an aneurysm suddenly. So here we were going through what my dad was going through, petrified because it was just a scary time because we didn't know how he would turn out, if he would make it through the stem cell transplant. But then I lost my mom. So that was another whole setback. And I'm telling you the events of this, of my life in a quick way, because seven months after that, new owners came in and shut and told me, we no longer want you in this gym anymore. You need to go find another one. Everything, Rachel, happens, it seemed like at once. So mm-hmm. talk about having to lean on faith. There's nothing else you can do in these moments. I mean, if if you don't have faith right now and you're going through something, it's the only thing that got me out of bed. It's the only thing that helped me put my feet on the ground in the morning, open my eyes. Because when you're at wit's end and crumbling, you honestly, yes, we need humans, we need friends, we need support, our spouses, but they still don't understand if they're not going through the same thing. It's like I always say, it's like a, a, a woman having a child. If another woman didn't have a child yet, she, she doesn't even understand. Never mind anyone, you know, you... Only people that went through what you went through can relate. And I didn't have a lot of people in my life that could relate that have been through the series of events that I have that fast. So it was a really trying time for me when they shut my boot camp down because then I was like, okay, Lord, I have to surrender. Like, I don't know what to do now. I just lost my mom. I'm still dealing with my dad and I just lost my business. So that was in November. And COVID, it was right before COVID. 
Then March rolled around and COVID happened. So I felt a little bit of peace, not about COVID, but I'm like, okay, there's a reason that they told me no more gym. What is your plan for me? And so fast forward, we made it through COVID. I still did fitness things through that just to get me through. But God really showed me that I'm addicted to the climb. I'm a person that's not going to give up. I want others to see me not giving up. And I wanted to be that role model and example to women and all the women I led. So I started my podcast, Addicted to the Climb, just for those reasons. It was just something I started for fun to just get myself back in the swing of things because I didn't have a business at this time. I didn't know what I was doing next. But I started the podcast to just meet people, hear stories that would encourage me, just like you're doing right now on your show. It's just so encouraging to listen to other people and see how they keep climbing. So that's where I started. Next came my book because I felt I needed to tell my stories of just there's many other things I've been through, Rachel, along the years, but I wanted to share them all in a book. So People could read them and just draw strength from knowing if I went through it, they can get through it too. And that's what Addicted to the Climb, my brand has become over the last couple of years. It's really, I'm trying to create, I'm creating a movement for women to choose faith over fear. Because let me tell you, there were shaky, to say the least, moments where my faith was so, it was literally as small as a mustard seed, but that was all I needed because my fear was starting to creep up so much in my head that here I am, I had breast cancer. What if I go back and get a mammogram and they tell me I have it again? My mother just died. I thought everyone was going to die after that. I was so afraid for my kids. My father, I was, is he going to make it? How much longer does he have? So all these things and the fear just was circling around. It's like, you can't take it sometimes. So I really had to choose faith and speak it out loud and say, I need to choose faith over fear. And sometimes I would say that a hundred times an hour to just get me through the day. So that's really what my messaging is all about. I want to help people, women specifically, that's who I've worked with over the last 15 years. So I have programs that I teach in Bible studies and mentorships, and I now have a membership for women just to come in and start climbing out of those holes where they lost themselves. And it starts with one step up that mountain. So I know I gave you a lot there, but that's really the story of how I got to where I am today. Wow. I'm just taken back by the story and and the as you are sharing this, I literally am getting choked up and I have tears sting my eyes. And this is how I know like God is always present in these movements and all of this. And the reason those kind of stung my eyes is because I'm fresh off the cusp of a lot of what you were sharing. Not so much on the personal of, of what you experienced from the breast cancer to your mother, to your father and so on. But very similarly, where my mother has her health is failing her. And so I have been a lot of that emotional investment into her caretaking as well. And over these past few months, there was a part of that where really there was nothing left of me at this point. And I just said, God, let your will be done. And God has been working overtime 
in my life. And for those who are listening right now, go back to those former episodes that kind of start at the beginning of the year because I didn't know where to turn to. So I turned to my podcast and shared a lot of that. So giving that context, but your story is just so it resonates. And like I said, I didn't experience what you experienced, but yet how much that just showed me in the areas of my life. And I'm just so grateful that you are here to share that because we can look back on our lives and be like, I don't know if I can carry on one more day. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in those situations more often than I want. And I kind of call my David situations where I just got on my knees and broke. And I'm kind of getting choked up at that moment because you don't know what you don't know. And there's only the one thing that holds you. And you and I relate on this is it's our faith. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't go any further. Mm -hmm. God is just saying, child, rest. Mm -hmm. I got this. I, mean, I think it's probably the first time I've gotten emotional on my whole podcast. It is, I know because it's so true though, but this is the power of faith. And yes. honestly, to all the listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, I can't make this up. I was at rock bottom. I was on the verge of wanting to harm myself at one point. I'm a single, I told you I was an only child. They were my everything. My mother was my absolute best friend in the world from the moment I was born. And she was like all my girlfriends wrapped in one. She was my mentor. She was my faith leader. She was my best friend. So going through these hard times, we only have one choice. We're either going to choose to climb with faith and choose to latch on to God, even though we can't see, but faith is something that it's, even though we can't see it, you can feel it. And you have to trust me when I tell you that things might not work out in the way you hope, but I had to realize God didn't take my mother. God didn't give me breast cancer. This is just part of life. And Maybe now when I look back, because now my mother's been gone almost six years, but it's for me to share my story. It's, you know, we hear it all the time. God can take your pain and use it for a purpose. Might not be for you. You might not even know, but somebody else needs to hear your story. So it's all about not giving up, not giving in. Life is so precious. Why would we want to do that? And that's really my heart for women because we do go through so much. I mean, men do too, not excluding you guys, <laughs> if you're listening to, yes. but you know, women are just, we're moms and we're, we worry about our kids differently than fathers do. We worry about this differently. We take care of our parents differently. So I can only speak from a female perspective, but I just know we wear a lot of hats. We do a lot of things and sometimes fear can just keep us frozen and stuck and not moving, even with our health, we get frozen and stuck. And God's like, trust me, just come to me, hold my hand, and I will carry you to that other side. Let's do it together. And that's really how I wake up in the morning. It's, it's the only way I can live my life is knowing when I get up in the morning, he's going to meet me right at my bed. We're going to get out of the bed together and we're going to start the day together. And I feel so much more peace that way. And it took me time. I'm not going to say it was easy. It was not easy to lose my mother and my dad and the whole thing, but you have to give yourself time. You said it good. You said it perfect, Rachel. Sometimes we need to stop and rest because in our rest is where we can heal 
and our emotions can come back stronger. Our strength can come back when we rest. And that's really all it is. It's just trying, taking that one step at a time, taking God with you. I always say, God is now the CEO of my life. I always consult with him first before I do anything. That's how I move forward. And that's it. It's wow. Yeah. And that it's incredible because that that's very much what I had to do when we nearly lost my mother just this past uh, Christmas. And it, we were at this point of like, you know, well, this is my own, you know, I can't speak for other members of my family, but it was to that point where I just knew that I didn't have anything left to even give. And when I was feeling so helpless, that's when I just almost felt this presence, like a physical presence. And he's just like, go rest. I got this. And God has been working miracles. And my mother is still here today. Thank God. And he has been working miracles, not only in her life or in our family dynamic, but I was just sharing with with Kelly just a few moments before we hit record of the miracles that he's working in, in my own family with my husband and I and, and the little things. And it's like, we don't recognize sometimes the small moments because we're so focused on the big things, the big, you know, like, oh, this is happening to me, but God is working every single day in the small little minute moments. And when we are able to slow down and rest, we're able to witness those small things. And over time, we see the bigger plans that he has for us. And it's like, we just sometimes have to sit back and watch God orchestrate and then listen to the symphony in this musical choir that he pulls together. And we get to sit back and enjoy that. That's the season I'm finding myself in now. And it's just incredible. So your story has really inspired me to think back on some of those things as you're sharing. And I was like, wow, yeah, it sucks to be in this season or these moments or these experiences. But yet God uses that for his good, for his glory. And we get to be the witnesses to that. And we get to be advocates to keep speaking about it. Like we didn't, we didn't overcome. God gave us the strength to overcome. And now we get to lead back or lead, lead by example to give back to God what is his. And this is just a beautiful journey that, like I said, I get to be firsthand and, and, and watch all this transpire. And it just reminded me of one of my favorite quotes too. And it's, you know, when we're in the midst of it, we don't feel that things are working, right? We just have to surrender because we have nothing left to give. But my quote is, day by day, nothing changes. But as we look back, everything has changed. And that's a quote by C.S. Lewis, which always keeps my perspective in alignment. Because when we're focused on, oh, the big thing didn't clear, the big mess isn't taken care of, this isn't taken, you know, done on our corridor, on our time frame. But when we look back every single day, and that's where God says, take one day at a time. Now I'm looking back over these past three, four, five months, and I'm like, yeah, everything changed. Everything changed. And it's all for the greater good. Because like you said, all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. As long as you can surrender, just let God do the work. Amen. So, it is so true. You just reminded me of a really funny story. I have to just tell you this because just this morning, so I have a 16-year-old that still lives here. My daughter, she's already done with college and moved out. But my son was off of school today. And so he was having breakfast. And I want you guys to think about what she said. Small, little steps. That quote 
is what I'm referring to. Say that quote again. What is it? Day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything has changed. So my son is trying out for lacrosse and he's small and we're trying to feed him more protein and whatever. I try to teach him based on my fitness background. I'm always like protein, buddy, we got to work out. Come on. And he's really not like, like he, it's almost like a chore to him. He's not into it yet, which is fine. But just this morning I made his egg sandwich and I added extra egg whites. So the sandwich was kind of falling off, you know, the, the English muffin. And he's like, mom, why do you do that? I'm like, well, we have to have more protein. He's like, what do you think? Two extra bites of protein matters? I said, let me just tell you. Let me just explain to you how this works. Two little bites of protein every single day in two months from now will add up to a very big deal. It could be two pounds of muscle mass for you. I said, so you don't understand the very tiny things that you're doing every single day do make a big deal and give you big results in the end. It really is true. And I'm just relating this to health and fitness too. I want your listeners to like, if they're trying to get healthy right now, never mind, you know, faith, if they're trying to build their faith, you can read a Bible verse every single day. Some people say, well, I don't have time to read the whole Bible. I don't have time to read the book of Luke. So they don't do it. I don't have time to eat one healthy food prep, so they don't do it. But those little tiny things that you choose to do every single day, can I just tell you when you look back and you say, oh my gosh, I finished a whole book in the Bible. It took me a month, but I did it because I read one sentence every single day. I have more muscle in my body because I added a little bit more egg every single day, more protein. It hit me because it's so true that people don't take their little baby steps They don't realize how big the results can be in the end when they look back, if they just consistently do those little things every single day. So I had to share that because it just was so relevant to my day today. I'm glad that resonated because I was like, okay, so I know that people can pull different parallels and examples in their life. And and to take that a step further, this is, again, kind of my own thought processes is I do a lot of deep dive self-reflection and kind of take accountability and account of my life at that at this, you know, season that I'm in and just pouring out my heart with gratitude and just being at that place where I could truly say that I'm I'm content and content isn't, you know, it's, it's a constant state. And I know that we're always looking at states of joy and whatnot, but content is kind of that even keel, like things are great, you know, on an even keel, they're up and down. Yes, that's what it is. But finding that peace provides contentment. And that's where I'm at right now. And it, it got me thinking further about my faith and how I think it's, a, it, this is just my own take on it is that we live in a world today where everything is built upon like instant gratification. We want it now. And if we, if we can't get it now, working for it seems like too long. So we just don't. So we take these shortcuts and quick fixes. And when we look at faith and we look at God in today's world, I think if we're looking at those stories in the Bible, we're looking for something monumental, like a big miracle, like, well, we just wiped this slate clean and I am healthy and I don't have any diseases or sicknesses or any of that stuff. But that's not how God works. He doesn't just wipe the big miracles. He works those miracles daily. So when you can come through and in your story, yeah, you had cancer, the miracle was the little bits of treatment to the support, to the help, to the ladies in your in your boot camp, to the connections, to everything, all of that attributed to God's working of the miracle that you are now a cancer survivor. 
And very similar to how you just put that in perspective with like leading or reading Luke. Yeah, we don't have the time to sit down and read a whole chapter, but taking those little bits, those are those little bits that God is working every day. And at the end, you see, wow, he is a miracle worker. Not that we needed that proof. We just have to have faith that he is. And so that was just something that I have over been, you know, taken into account and looking at it. It's like, yeah, God doesn't have to work huge miracles. Those little miracles add up to the huge miracles. And that's where I have to be present today to receive them and be grateful for them. So yes, definitely. Your story inspired my story, and <laughs> this is a great conversation. I love it. It is. And I'm just praying that you guys feel encouraged by this because I always say, I'm no different than you. We all go through similar things in life. As I said in the beginning, there's grief, there's divorce, there's being fired, losing someone. And it's just the way you get back up on your feet and start moving again in the direction that you know God truly wants for you. If you are a believer, you know he created you to live an abundant and fulfilled life. He asked, he asks us in the Bible, he commands us to be strong and courageous. That's Joshua 1, verse 9. One of my favorite verses that I lean on. It's a reminder when I'm feeling weak. Okay, Kelly, God tells me, be strong and courageous. He's not just saying that. He's saying it to all of us so we can make it through our setbacks and have peace on the other side. And it does take baby steps to get there, but you will get there if you take those steps. So yes, I love this conversation. I mean, I could talk about this all day. This is just beautiful. So I know people will be very encouraged. Yeah, so I guess the kind of moral of that, of our summation here is give yourself that rest. Like we have to, for us to heal, we need rest. For us to learn, we need rest. For us to continue this journey, we need rest. And I think that rest could be something that we're, oh, well, we don't have time for that. We're all rest when I'm dead. You know, rest is so important, especially, you know, if we're pulling in some analogies from our, from health and fitness, right? How much our bodies need that for recovery, for, you know, strength and development and, you know, developing our physiques, right? Like rest is just as important as fuel. So we have to incorporate that more into our daily lives, whether they're, you know, set periods that you give yourself a day rest or an hour rest, whatever that looks like, just don't discard it and plow through and just keep going because you think that you have work to do. Well, your work can wait and God is doing the work anyway. So just rest so that he can, you know, do his work without you muddying it up. (laughs) Exactly. You know, that's a a chapter in my book. It's called Rest, R-E-S-T. Yes, it's so my book is made up 30 short stories. They're two minute reads that you can just pick up one. They're not in any order. One of them is called Rest. And my acronym is real. Now, rest doesn't have to mean like you said, rest is resting your mind. I am so much more creative with my content, with my business when I relax my mind, when I rest. And my acronym is release every single thing, obviously to God, but rest means release every single thing. And that's where you find rest. So you're not spiraling out. So you're not circling your mind and hustling harder. It's releasing those things to God so he can open the door or close the door if he needs to. But if you're not releasing these things, you're going to be chasing and chasing and chasing and 
whatever it is that you're trying to do without rest and until you're exhausted, until you're broken or until you have, you know, so that's what rest to me is all about. It's actually slowing down. It's not really stopping in my day. Like we're not saying go take a nap <laughs> because no one can be doing naps during the day. Not us, not most of us, <laughs> but you know, it's really about resting so you can come back stronger in your mind mentally. I say it's really more about mental rest. And yes, we need rest for our bodies. Like you said, for recovering, if you're working out all the time, of course, but releasing every single thing takes the pressure off you too. It takes, yes. it does. when I give it to God, oh my God, I'm like, whew, all right, I can breathe. I can take a breath here. I can get through. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's part of it. So what you were just saying, you know, in, in context of your book, and then <laughs> you didn't realize that you brought in context of my book about chasing the next thing. So my book, Chasing Perfection, I was that person who chased so hard that left me exhausted, burned out, broke and broken. And I was broken in every sense from physical, uh, my back, when I had back surgery, it was physically broken to the point where I couldn't do a lot of things. Bed rest was pretty much my life for the time. And, you know, for somebody like me, who's always on the go, I felt this big tug of what direction can I go now if this isn't where I'm supposed to be? So leading to just burnout, to overwhelmed exhaustion. And in my book, I share about the steps that I took too, which is letting go and surrendering. And in those two, that's where I found rest because I had to take that step back and let God then take the driver's seat because I was going at a speed and a pace that was not sustainable. And unfortunately, I hit my crash and burn in well, this is probably back in like 2012. And then I took a few years to kind of just pull myself together. And I always say like my 15 was like my comeback period. But it was in those two years of just figuring out one, how did I even get here? Mm -hmm. And then how are ways that I can not land here again? And it's funny how life shows you the same lesson, just in a different fashion. So I found myself very close to hitting that brick wall again, just this past year. But this time I took my foot off the brake, I coasted and I just kind of scooted over and was like, God, take over. And that's where now I'm in the season of rest. I'm in the season of just surrendering and taking it one day at a time and bringing this full circle is again, where we get to be that witness. And I haven't felt this much passion and excitement to wake up each day in quite some time. So very much we're right here, just two women sharing similar stories about the same God who is working wonders in our world. If for those that are listening, who are saying, well, I, I don't know this God, or I don't know if that's the God for me, just surrender that thought and tune in because he will speak. Oh and, my gosh. Oh yeah. my Yes. Oh. It is so crazy that it, this is crazy how parallel our worlds are because this is what I, so last summer, you guys, I coming out of COVID and being the fitness girl for me, that was my label. Okay. That's all I knew myself as for a long time. That's all people knew me as I was holding on to that fitness girl. What am I going to do next? Oh, it has to be something with fitness. I was fighting against it until I actually, you know what I did, Rachel? I took this summer, July and August of 2022, and I did nothing. I said to my husband, 
just give me some time. He goes, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I need to pray. I just need to pray. He's like, oh, the summer of Kelly, just enjoy yourself. And I said, but listen, (laughs) you know, he was, he was, he's always my supporter, but I needed to be in prayer and in rest in my mind. So God can show me my next steps. And if I didn't do that, if I just, I don't know if I would be where I am today, right now in this very moment, creating the addicted to the climb movement for women, if I didn't rest and let God lead, then that's what I did. And honestly, he did show up just like what you said, like when you rest, he will show up. If you just put your faith and trust in him, if you don't know which way you're going right now, say you're in a place where you have a fork in the road and you don't know which way and stuff with your business or your job or your relationship, take this time, listen to what we're saying. God will make a way when you feel like there's no way and he will show you the right way and you will find your peace there. I can promise you that because if it happened for me, I always say God plays no favorites. I am not his favorite daughter. I know I'm not. And Rachel's not his favorite daughter, but he loves us all the same. He created us all the same. He's a a father made of love. That's who he is. And if he's showing up in my life, why wouldn't he show up in yours? So take that time. If you're at a standstill, not knowing which way to go or what to do next, he will show up. Just lean in. That's all I want you to do. I always say this too. Well, I learned this from my mentor and my coach. She always says, more of you, less of me. And that's what I say now. I don't want to take over because my thoughts take me to places I get all scrambled and I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, my, my own ways take me down places. God's ways take me down the right places. So... Yeah. Oh, just that saying alone. I actually started singing that song. There's that song. More of me means less. More of you means less of me. Yes. Everything. And that was a prayer at the season because so in context of all the the episodes that I kind of been putting out uh, this year, I've been sharing bits and pieces. And and naturally, I'm just a, a private or reserved kind of individual because I work through a lot of things before I openly share them. And that was where I just, like I said, my kind of my David prayers, I was just on my knees and I was just like, God, take everything. And over this past six to nine months, I felt like I've lost myself. I've lost pieces of my business. You know, I was on the cusp of like, is my marriage next? I don't know, because of all the stress and the tension, right? As we're we're in this. And, you know, obviously my husband and I are we're, we're great, but it was just, you know, a lot of that fear and doubt seeps in, like, well, what's next to go? Then nearly losing my mother to I was just telling Kelly, we were in the process of of buying this beautiful place and it just fell through. But this was like God's protection for redirection. And he gave us a blessing that has been over the top that we couldn't have even found this better place. Like God gifted us with this. And so I share all that in context because when you're in the the depths of your lows, you can't see the potential for the high of what God can do for you. You're just looking through this, like, you know, looking through a straw, trying to, to find some light at any sort of tunnel that you're in. And this is where God has come full circle in my space, but God is working this whole time. This what's what's crazy is that I couldn't see it amongst my own, like me 
And I had to get out of my own way so that I could start changing my perspective, changing my mindset, but emotionally resting and finding that space in him that he can do the things that I have been praying about. So when we talk about prayer, we can't just pray and not do anything. It's prayer married with action. And if we're not being present and that is an action step, rest, be still. That's what he says. Be still. You know that I am God. Well, be still. Be there in present, aware, tune in, listen, look around, be grateful. He's always there. He's always working. And that all the stuff that I felt was happening to me, and I'm sure that you will very much agree, God has worked for you. And now this becomes parts and pieces and parts of our story and our bigger mission. And I know that you have your movement and your mission, very much what we're doing here with the confident woman, because every woman that I believe is destined for greatness. And that confidence lies within us, but it was the world that kind of compressed it down and told us it shouldn't be. And we've lost our own faith in ourselves that we are created in God's image. So we too are capable of incredible things as long as we work and walk side by side with our creator. And sometimes we we miss that because we're just like, well, we know better. We're going to take the wheel. We're going to tighten the controls. We're going to do all these things on our own terms. And God just says, okay, well, well, child, sometimes I got to let you fall and you learn that lesson because I'm here. That's again, the season that I'm in. And I can't be more grateful for all of that. As ugly and messy and and terrible and painful as it was, it just makes you appreciate the highs even better. And, you know, when you're addicted to that climb, that climb at the top, wow, you can look back and be like, thank you, God. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. It is. It's just a much better peace. You have more peace when you live this way. You really do. You're never going to avoid setbacks and obstacles and all the things we've talked about. That's not what faith is because people always say, well, if I'm a Christian, well, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, you know what? We can't avoid all those things. It doesn't say that in the Bible. It says when we go through trials, when you go through tribulations. And that's just assuring that we are going to go through things, but it's our faith that can get us through. And that's the bottom line. And that's what I just lean so much into. I ask God every day to just lead me to my destiny, whatever it is he wants for me. So I'm going to keep trudging up that mountain and I'm not stopping. And I know you're not either. That's what life is all about, not giving up. So, Yes, absolutely. And I know that your story is a testament to what you do with your community, with the ladies that come into your space. And I know that you have an incredible membership that you have just launched. And and I, I want to spend a few moments just talk about that because I know that God is working wonders in your world and, and just he's giving you this place and this mission and message. And I would love for you to share that with our listeners and tell us more about the membership. But also, you know, the podcasts in the book are simultaneously, that's your why. Now let's talk about the membership. So the membership is for women, faith-based women. It's a community where I have faith, I have modules set up so they can come in and just go through whatever they need for that day. I have a fitness module, a faith module. I'll be adding different ones monthly, healthy mindset module with workbooks and Bible verses and fitness plans and and just things to keep women climbing higher 
in so they can be healthy and whole and faithful all in one. Because I again, life is hard. We need community. We need people that are going to be on our team. I've realized over the years that doing things alone takes me so much longer. In, and I was very hesitant about joining this mastermind in this community. I kind of did things on my own for a long time, to be honest. And I really think that I felt stuck a lot of times. And then I started tapping into different communities of faith-based women. I'm in a mastermind right now. And I'm like, wow, I'm going a lot faster with a community behind me than I was before when I was trying to do things solo. So that's why I created my membership so I can lock arms with women and we can go faster and higher together. And I think it matters because doing things alone, first of all, is boring. (laughs) Let's be honest. It is boring. But not only that, it's just you learn from each other. You feed off each other. Some women are two steps ahead. Others are two steps behind. But when you say, oh, wow, she's doing it that way. When you come together and we do our trainings, I meet with them twice a month for a faith training, which could be a Bible study or something, you know, Bible reading that we study together. The other one is more personal growth and development. How are we going to have better time management? How are we going to set boundaries in our life, creating different environments so we can thrive in? But these are all things we have to put work in. So you think you're doing everything, but when you come together and you have a set plan, you can just achieve it a little faster. So that's what the membership is all about. It's just bringing women together having meetings each month, keeping each other accountable and giving them enough resources, not overwhelming, but enough resources that they can tap into to just help them alongside of their journey. And I'm super excited about it. All women are welcome, even if they're new to faith. And it's all on my website, kellytyan.com. Oh, it's just incredible. And I love that you had mentioned all that stuff because it's so true, right? How many times is us women, we are go-getting women that just feel like, oh, I got this. I'll take this. Yes. And 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 we talked about our partnership with God. But yes, here on this earth, we do need companionship. We need others. And it's so true that we are not meant to do life alone. Mm-hmm. So we have to join forces, strengthen numbers, and be a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. And, and more importantly, being in proximity of those that are also headed in the right direction, the, the, the same direction, I say the right direction for you, but in the same direction so that you guys all have a place of where you're headed and you're linking arms and you're on your way to doing this together, learning, growing, thriving in all those areas. So this sounds incredible. And of course, you can find all of that at your web, on your website, kellytyan.com. And you have your podcast as well. And of course, Tell us more about that. Yes, my podcast every Monday. It's been out for three years. So it's been an incredible experience. Lots of um, golden nuggets in there that you need tips on fitness and health and prayer and business, entrepreneurship. It's all in Addicted to the Climb. Every Monday, my show comes out. So it's been such a blessing. I really love meeting new people And again, hearing their stories of how they climb higher. And because that's what it's all about, giving each other hope that if she's doing it, so can I. I think sometimes we get so stuck in comparing ourselves with others that are doing things that we wish we could do. But to me, I've learned, and I used to do that. 
Don't get me wrong. I did. I would compare myself a lot. And I still struggle sometimes because social media is hard when you're seeing everyone doing everything on the highlight reels. But what I realized now, I've changed the way I look at others' success. And I say, wow, if they're doing that, that means it's possible for me. If she's climbing that lick, lick, look at her go. Well, that means it's possible. Because if she's doing it, that means I, I'm no different. I can too. It all is about the belief you have in yourself. So I've kind of switched gears on trying to compare. So if you find yourself doing that, just know that it's a possibility for you. Yes. I love that perspective. It's just that little tweak of our mindset that goes a long way. It does. Changed everything for me when I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, this is amazing. I guess I can do that then if she's doing it. So it is, it's, that's it. And, you know, you said something earlier and we can end on this, but you said that, you know, you were at rock bottom, you know, doing all these things, kind of losing yourself. But the key thing that you said was, is you became aware that this was all happening. I think that's what most of us don't do. We're not aware. Life is just going on. We're doing the same thing over and over. We stay stuck in the pity party. We stay stagnant. We're not taking steps forward. Nothing happens until you're aware of your circumstances and writing things down and just journaling what do I want in life? Like, how am I going to get ahead? But if you're not aware, of anything, then you're going to stay in the same place in five years from now, in 10 years, you're going to look back and have regret. That's not what I want for my people that are in my circles. I want you to be aware of what you're doing every day so you can take action and start moving forward and up that mountain. There's no reason why you can't. So I just had to touch upon being aware because I love how you said that. Because so many people, they're not aware of what they're doing and every day is the same. Yes. And, and sometimes we can get into that, you know, monotony of the daily routine and feel like right. we're waking up every day is Groundhog's Day. And we're just like, well, when are things going to change? Well, right. they will the day that you decide to choose something exactly. different. Exactly. You're in charge of that. And that's where, you know, like one of the things that kind of come full circle through my story is, you know, when I was at the rock bottom and I, and I was that victim of my own circumstances and situations and it's not to say like, you know, life happened in that context that led me to where I am and things were my fault. Things were not my fault. Things are just, they are what they are. But it was about that moment, that pivotal moment where I said, well, today is the day that I choose me. And that was the the game changer where everything now was for the betterment. Is this, is this going to inspire me? Is it going to empower me? Is it going to encourage me? Then if none of those fit the bill, I didn't act on those. And I turned a lot of my attention then um, that season to my faith because that's what became my North Star and that was my guide. So coming out of this, this pit that I landed in, I came out of it now stronger, more courageous. And I actually got to know who I was because I didn't know who I was. I knew who everyone else wanted me to be and I lost who I was. And that was that journey back to myself, like discover who I am. So I would say you have the power to create your own story and you do through your conscious choices that you take action on today. And so the creation aspect of it, like you said, can go 10 times faster or a thousand times faster if you have a co-creator and that Mm -hmm. is your God. So when God and I were joined forces, that's where life went, came full circle. I had my 
comeback. I created The Confident Woman. My book went on to be a four-time global bestseller and, and award receiving and all the things. And, and, and I say this and because I'm pointing it back to God. I had no idea. I just said, yes, because my guesses weren't working. And I landed there. So he said, come with me. Do you want to? Yes. Will you trust me? Yes. Can I show you the way? Yes. And the rest is history. And so that confidence that instilled in me was a gift that I was gifted or I was born with and blessed with and gifted, but I had to rediscover it. And that's where I lean on my God for my God confidence and said, holy crap, I'm a confident woman. I thought that was for somebody else. And so I created this brand and this mission and this message to join forces and provide a community, a safe space for women to really show up, talk about hard stuff, feel that they have a partner, have some relatability, have contacts, and have a community that has their back. Because that's where confidence is, is that you can have confidence, but when you're, it's me, myself, and I, yes, doubt breeds in fear breeds in, insecurities, right? All of that will ruminate if we don't have a place to validate them, to talk about it, to feel seen and supported. And that's what came out of my creation from my own story was, yeah, I have the power to create my own story. In fact, I'm writing it now. And sometimes I don't like those chapters, but we get to start again. And here it is. And so this is just really cool that we, again, very similar, vastly different stories have it, you know, inspired us to create our brands or mission and message. And this is where we get to do this alongside our creator. So that's oh, wow. pretty, pretty damn cool. It really is. <laughs> it really is. So thankful, so thankful and so grateful. Yes. yes, absolutely. Well, of course, we're going to include all of Kelly's uh, links and her information and in the show notes. So please be sure to check that out, connect with her. And where is your favorite place on social media to connect further? I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, and I am on Facebook. So they can go any of those platforms and DM me. My uh, podcast and my book is my book's on Amazon and the podcast is on all the platforms. Awesome. Yes, everything will be included in the show notes below, like I said. So please be sure to follow along Kelly and her journey and all the incredible things that she is doing. And God is working wonders. So thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 